nerd soul. Yeah, that's right. Late ill kid at one youngster holding down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. It is time to talk about Star Wars. You know what? You know what the deal is. It's Ahsoka, and we are not alone. We are joined by the one and only Jay Shear. What's up? Oh, I'm here. It's uh, it's good to talk about Ahsoka. We keep getting we keep getting good episodes, so I'm excited about this. Yes, yes, yes. So I will start this off with, did you like it? I did like it. There were a couple of people I follow on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. A couple <laughs> people were like, this is the best episode yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> Not hardly anything happened. I mean, yeah, there were some character interactions and stuff, but like there wasn't that much of the plot that was um, playing itself out. So I didn't think it was amazing. I still think my favorite episode is episode four. I still think I like the 10 minutes of episode five with Anakin a little better than this episode, but it's up there. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. It's probably a nine out of 10 for me. So it's a strong episode. Yeah. This for me, I I will go in and say, this is a streak. We finally have a streak, you know, it's a good episode and I will agree. It's weird because it's almost like nothing happened, but a <laughs> lot happened I know, because I know. they did a lot of showing and not telling. Yes. We show yes. up on this planet. We get to see that. Oh, hold up. This is the Dathomirian homeworld. We thought Dathomir was the whoa. Hold up. We So there's a lot that we get shown and instead of told and there's a lot of you know instances between characters and of course we'll get into it but it they it's weird plot wise we don't really get anything we didn't know right but then at the same time we learned a lot just by seeing people around one another yes and i think that is you know uh that is something that i think a lot of people responded to now i'm going to start this off in maybe maybe a serious yet comical way but i'm going to say when it comes to feeling bad for someone and and literally looking at a group of people and being like what is up with y'all the turtle people sold that dude out i <laughs> all right so imagine this the howler comes along And I assume in the wild, the howlers eat these little turtle people, right? So he stood up. He found the turtle dude, right? And there were mad other turtles around. And they were like, we ain't helping. (laughs) They was like, nah, you on your own. They were like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to stay right here. Nice and comfortable. Nice and hidden. And um, you can uh, deal with that on your own time. So I, I thought that was kind of messed up. I was like, Dad, they sold their boy out. They was just like, look, man, hey. That's true. I, I mean, hey, that. George lived a good life, you know. <laughs> um, but uh I wanna throw it to you. How do you feel about Hu Yang's story? I mean, even like the history of Hu Yang telling the like the history of the galaxy, you know, parts one, two, and three. And then of course Ahsoka being part one's the best. You know, and him starting it with a long <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So just I ain't gonna front. That that was touching. It was it was some nice, you know, some nice fan service. I thought it was nice, but I don't know if I don't know how you were feeling on it. 
I feel like he needed to go on to describe something that happened in our in our in our galaxy. Like like you know what I mean? Like something that happened on Earth that was like a long time ago in a galaxy far far. <laughs> like, you know, like Abraham Lincoln gave a speech. <laughs> like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah, wait, what happened? I don't understand. Um no, like uh I thought that was cool. It was it was a cool little tribute. Um I thought it was funny that she said the first one was the best because I don't know like if that was meant to be like what it sounded like to me was it sounded like it was uh the first star wars is the best of the trilogy of the original trilogy like that kind of thing yeah i and, think that was supposed to be kind of like the kind of like the nod to the fans how fans always say oh the first one's the best exactly exactly and i was thinking like oh well obviously like i think empire is the best so like what is she talking about um <laughs> but this is this is uh this is podcasting for you we have to make it into an argument um <laughs> But like, yeah, I thought you know, it was it was it was a fun moment. It was I. There were so many, there were so many fan service things in this episode that I legitimately forgot about that moment until you just brought it up. Wow, yeah, <laughs> like, there, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot. Even even with Hu Yang being like, I'm riding in a whale in hyperspace. I've done it all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like even his you know response to it is awesome and th this is another thing that they show i mean they kind of tell but they show i guess and tell is when we learn about the pergil graveyard because oh, yeah. when we show up to the planet we're like oh it's a planet with rings like you know like saturn and we know that saturn uh saturn and is it is it uranus that has rings too i know saturn does but anyway we know that, you know, Saturn's rings are, you know, basically broken up, you know, asteroids, old moons, blah, 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 floating around. So when we get close, because uh, what you would call it, uh, Balin is talking about, you know, the Pergale come here to die. And when we get close, I was like, oh, snap, that's awesome. Like, they, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's bad that they, you know, come here to die or maybe it's a good thing for them. But anyway, like, it's just cool them showing that. You know, mm. showing it up close and being like, oh, these from far, these look like rings, but these mm. are a bunch of old space whale bones that are just, you know, kind of caught in the uh, in the orbit. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, on, and to that point, it also makes a really interesting um, uh, conflict building mechanism because now we know that these space whales might all be obliterated as soon as they show up in mm -hmm. you know by this planet so like the fact that they're like alluding to the fact that look we might these people don't have any respect for w what ahsoka is currently um hyperspace traveling in right like they, they do not care about yeah. these things so that was pretty wild too that that's something that i really cued in and like wow they're showing us so much and of course like the more we see in this because like like you said we don't really move a lot in this episode but we we get so much like these yes. the uh the dathomirian history that we mm. get is interesting because we show up and now at first i was of the mind of like yo morgan isn't really a big deal who cares but now seeing as morgan is one of the night sisters you know she's dathomiri this ties back and now knowing that oh the dathomiri people are from a whole nother galaxy mm. interesting mm -hmm. so 
they're bringing a whole different use of the force to this galaxy mm. huh i wonder how the jedi first responded to them when they met them because they don't seem to be too uh friendly right even like even when you see them here similar to mother townsend in um clone wars and i guess there's different mothers and or different sex of mothers or whatever yeah, yeah because they have a mother here and they still do the 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 cool voice altering thing where it's like a, a woman and like a demon at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah but having the three witches and seeing their kind of response to sabine saying it smells like a jedi and stuff like there's so much there they don't really tell us but you clearly see dathomir uh dathomiri witches at least uh, we don't know about the the men but the witches at least definitely do not like jedi <laughs> it's probably an old beef super old and you see that they respect that power of the jet they were like mm -mm, she needs to be kept in solitude mm. they were like immediately uh-uh shut it down we don't need her around nothing no weapons no nothing mm. so it we learn so much in just that interaction but once again the plot doesn't really go anywhere right but we learn so much about the just the the attitudes and the interactions between those two and i love that yeah like, it's just awesome man and then of course their costuming is is incredible yeah the costumes are amazing <laughs> it, it, they're interesting too because when like you bring up the point of them it's interesting that they know what a jedi is because mm -hmm. we until uh, correct me if i'm wrong because i don't remember this ever being in clone wars i don't remember it ever being in rebels but maybe i missed it because i haven't seen all of rebels yet but i don't remember there ever being another galaxy mentioned until this series so like we're gonna travel obviously we've never traveled to another galaxy that i'm aware of but now in this other galaxy that's almost impossible to get to and the only ways of getting there are by building uh this ring this yeah, ring hyperspace, hyperspace vehicle. Ring. yeah yeah so this, this thing that has like the craziest hyperspace jumping capabilities or the pergils like they know what the jedi are and there's no yeah. indication that those that that sect of Dathomirian witches, it, there's no indication that they've left that planet ever, like because they can't get it anywhere right now. So yeah, and but we also have the knowledge from the further from the past episodes that this map comes from an ancient people that right. I guess were like travelers or whatever. So th this really opens up a whole lot. Yes. And I'm assuming yes. that we're on the, I guess the the outer, like they say, like the like wild space or the the outer rim of this galaxy because we're close to the other galaxy that we're mm -hmm. from, like our galaxy. So, it, wow, we don't we don't even know the politics and like the the whatever of this galaxy. So right. this is like a whole. It, it just opens up so much, and it definitely reads into how they operate already which i thought was like awesome and it makes me wonder how old are the dathomirian people and how far reaching are their powers um because it, it really it really speaks to another question that i have i wanted to ask you how you felt about this when we see 
the ship return mm. and you see how there's pieces of gold in there you see like the the um the troopers seem like they're held together by like the dathomir like red tape or fabric or whatever mm-hmm. my question to you is do you think that these troops are all like Maroc? Oh, I'm wondering if all of these troops are like even, I guess, quote, real, mm. you know, because the, the gold ship is fire and it surprised me because when Thrawn shows up and we see the ship, it's full. It's full of people. Like there's tons of troopers there. It, it's, it's not a situation where we're looking at, a, I guess, a skeleton crew. Right. It seems like he still has some strength and force there. And those things really, once again, visually let us know that Thrawn hasn't just been out here, you know, like, you know, I guess withering away. Mm-hmm. He's been plotting and planning for quite some time. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Two, two things I would say. First mm-hmm. of all, when that Star Destroyer pulls up, that is such an amazing moment. I love that. Very, very, it felt very like Rogue One to me, right? Like where there's yeah. ships on planet and they're just like, they're right there. That was super cool. I love that. Um, this may be a controversial take, but... Okay. And this is... this is um, So one of the hosts over on um, Orange Grove 55 channel where we're also talking about Ahsoka, which we need to have you join us for that. Um, one of the hosts, OG... He he doesn't love that Filoni um, makes all of the armor so unique looking. Like like they spray paint, like the Mandalorian spray paint stuff. They change the colors of it to, to different stuff. Um, you know, Sabine always does that kind of stuff with her yeah. armor, and that kind of makes sense. But and then we see we see this um, star destroyer full of troops. One thing that seemed a little felt a little bit off to me, like I. I I think you're right on in that they are using the red and gold because that's Dathomirian, um, has some Dathomirian cultural elements to it. But one of the things that I find kind of interesting is that Thrawn has these guys and gals completely regimented. They're, like they have been on like how many years? Has it been like uh, at I think least this like, is five years okay. after the end of Rebels? There you go. So five years. For five years, he has these guys like, no, no, no. If we're gonna go over and we're gonna go over to the uh, see the witches, you're all lining up in the on the deck, right? Like everybody on the flight deck, get ready because we're you line up. You're gonna be. He's got them all like very highly trained. They're like a military force, but then at the same time, like they're messing around. And I know Thrawn is a big fan of art, right? So mm-hmm. I get that component of it, but I feel like they're they're. So Enoch's helmet makes sense to me because it's like he has a privileged position yeah. and that helmet is is it's artistic without being against the regulatory nature of Thrawn's regimented army, right? But then mm-hmm. when you see all the red whatever is if it's I don't know if it's gonna be revealed as it's paint or if it's cloth. I, I couldn't tell. Did you think it was cloth or did you think it was paint or what did you think that was? The, the red, red stuff to me looked like it was cloth, but I might okay. be wrong. Well, I'm going to have to watch it again because normally I watch these episodes twice anyways. I've only seen it once so far. But if that's the case, I feel like it would be it would be like 
symmetrical and intentional and I know that Thrawn loves art, but he also loves order. And so I just don't, I'm not sure where to go with that in this particular scene. I wonder so, if this is supposed to signify that this is how Thrawn would run his empire. Because I mean, I, I assume that Thrawn, even though he's been in another galaxy, I, threw, I assume that he knows the empire. I mean, the emperor is dead. So maybe maybe he's like i'm gonna come back and run it my way i don't, I don't know because he still has the gear on and all that so yeah i don't know i, I don't know that, that's that is that is a good point because it's like or maybe it's just one of those things where this is what we had to do all of these different soldiers had different you know issues with their armor maybe i don't know yeah it could be it could be I, it, we'll have to see how that shakes out and what like if they address it at all because um, it doesn't strike me that Thrawn would be the kind of person who would let the armor get dirty and let guys kind of yeah. do whatever they want to when they replace their parts. Now, if somebody, if he, now what I would imagine is you would walk onto that Star Destroyer and there'd be like rows of stormtroopers all lined up, and behind them are these giant art pieces. And then the dichotomy between the two, right? Like he loves art, but he also loves this order that exists. Then that dichotomy is like, well, that seems like Thrawn to me because. To me, Thrawn is like sort of, and they they, they kind of hint at this in this particular episode as well because mm -hmm. he's kind of a um what you would call an intellectual sociopath. In other words, <laughs> he like he knows like that's good art or like I appreciate that art. I, I I like I want finer things. I want nice things. His uniform is like super pristine. Um, yep. he, he, he never blinks like he's very, but, but then at the same time, everything is like an equation to him, not a relationship. Like even with the way that things play out, he's like, well, I technically said this, I didn't say that. So we can kill him. It's no problem. Right. Yeah. Like, so he goes, he switches from intellectual, like where you can have an intellectual conversation with them. But if you slip at all, if you make the wrong deal with Ron, like he does not care. You are gone. <laughs> you know? So um, I'm interested to see how that plays out and if we get a little bit more background into like why he's like that or how he's like that. Yeah, and speaking of speaking of the deal, the deal changes. And when the deal changes, I saw some things that I was surprised to see. Mm. It seems like Shin Hati was not pleased that her master essentially broke his deal because remember when we're back on the cliff he's like i gave her my word this is what we're gonna do yeah so shin hati releases her then when we get over here he's like oh yeah well you know she has a chance to meet ezra <laughs> and we're gonna use her to find ezra so we can kill them both and you can see shin's face doesn't look like she's too too keen on that plan it, it seems like the way she's looking at it is like, hey, this is kind of foul and we don't operate like that. Well, so here's the here's a question for you, mm -hmm. because I have an alternate take about why he's saying that. So, OK, what was your take on why Balin makes that whole thing happen? Like what why what do you think Balin's motivation is right now? The only thing I can guess is that because see Balin he keeps talking about this power 
Yeah. But he hasn't really described the power or said what the power is. So I'm not sure exactly what he wants. I don't know if he's planning to remake a brand new Jedi Order, but just in his liking. Mm. Or, or, like, I don't know exactly what he wants. Because on one hand, he says that she can still be of use. So I'm like, maybe he's planning to take her under his wing as well and and build a new order maybe mm-hmm. like a new you know uh, uh order but with balin's kind of sensibilities and then maybe with ezra too but it but does he plan to just stay over there maybe he's like hey i don't want to be in this galaxy i'm going to go to the next one and stay here like in the in the uh in the galaxy that they go to mm-hmm. i really don't know what he wants right so i mean i don't understand why it seems like he goes back on his deal. I, I don't get it. Like I really, but that's one thing I love about him is that I can't nail him down. Yeah, like I, I don't know what he is or what he wants. So, so I even okay. he says he's training her to be something better. Her meaning Shinhati. Right. So, yeah, I, so I don't know. Yeah. So I'm 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 with you. This is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking based on what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So originally, it's it felt like he wanted to bring Thrawn back, and that he was with Morgan in that activity. Mm-hmm. But now I don't think he cares about Thrawn at all. In fact, Thrawn's kind of like you used to be a Jedi. Like in Thrawn seems to despise Jedi to a certain extent. Yeah, and so and clearly the witches do too. Oh, so yeah. it seems to me like Balin is using everybody because I don't think that he's there to bring Thrawn back at all. I think that he thinks that there's something on Dathomir that is going to provide him with more power, whether that's a Sith artifact or a Jedi artifact. I mean, now we know that the the witches know that there were Jedi, like they probably were on that planet at some point. And I think what he's what he's thinking in my in my mind, he's saying to them what other excuse could I have to go find Ezra and to search around where Ezra has been? Because I bet you Ezra has found the thing that I want and he knows where it is. So I don't think that Balin, I don't think that Balin plans to kill Ezra and Sabine necessarily. I think that he is using everybody to get to whatever this source of power is. And to your point, I don't think it's necessarily Sith power, nor do I necessarily think it's Jedi power, but it's some other force um, force power that he could get his hands on because he's clearly not trying to get, he hasn't tried to turn Sabine to the dark side. He hasn't tried to turn Shin to the dark side or the light side. He doesn't seem to like the Jedi and feels like the order should have fallen. He doesn't have a red lightsaber. He has an orange lightsaber. So he feels very much like, and I think that this is puts him as in, in direct juxtaposition to Ahsoka's character. Ahsoka's character has the white sabers. She's come back as Ahsoka the white who is seeking peace. <laughs> Ahsoka the white. Yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone's calling her. Um, just like Gandalf. Um, but in this case, I think Balin is the alternate version of her. Like, like Ahsoka is what you would call um what are the D D things where you'd say like they're chaotic good? Like she's not chaotic, but she's like she's like um Oh, she's like the 
what is it the the positive good or whatever yes like exactly she's good or whatever yeah like like she hasn't joined a side but she's good right whereas yeah. balin hasn't joined a side but he's seeking power and what do we just know about ahsoka's character she said i don't want to be in battle anymore i want to like live in a time of peace is basically what she has come to so i think she is the the opposite of balin he's like i don't want to go back to what was i want to go back to what will be but i'm going to win it via battle and she's coming back saying like no i'm going to win the new thing but i'm going to win it via peace and that's the juxtaposition of those two people. And I think that Balin, once he finds whatever power he is looking for, I think that at that point in time, he will actually go back to Thrawn and even perhaps take command of the army, Thrawn's army, and or his goal at least, is to take Thrawn's army and the Witches of Dathomir and be like, you're all working for me now because I have all the power. But uh... who knows? Who knows? That's just my guess. That's just my guess. You know what? I, I can see that because he keeps saying power, you know, of the likes you've never known or power you've never seen or, yep. you know, this awesome power and I'm training you to be more, you know, all these things. But we haven't really gotten a chance to get into what it what it is. Yeah. Um. So I do want to stop for a second and touch on something that I thought was cute. Uh, The Howler. The oh, Howler yeah. is cute. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. is like when <laughs> when it comes back to Sabine and she's like, "No, you left me. Get out of here!" <laughs> and like she starts walking, and it's like you know he's coming back. Like you know, and so it it was cute. It was nice. And then even when it was clear that the Howler wanted to eat the little turtle guy or whatever, the little crab guy or turtle guy, whatever it was, it it was it was cool where she was like, "No, sit." you know down and then you know when you see like i said earlier when you see there's like hold up there's like five other ones like y'all are just gonna let him get eat get get eight like that's it so but i did think the hollow was cute and then even the little turtle people being like hey i know that sign and then seeing how they all have signs mm. i i think it's i, I think this is a good guess for me to make and I, let me know what you think about this guess these people have been terrorized by the same bandits that attacked Sabine. Mm. Ezra comes in, protects them, and then the symbol that he wears becomes their symbol for protection or whatever. Mm. At that least makes sense. Guessing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. I would, I would I'm pretty sure when that. Ezra showed up, the, there was no more bandit activity. <laughs> he probably right. shut that down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially with these little turtle people, they can't defend themselves, man. They, I mean, they move slow. No, you know the the mad teeny. I'm sure they don't have you know any kind of defenses or anything. Which goes to my my conversation with you and Solar about um about hobbits or the or the harfeet in mm. uh in Lord of the Rings, where I'm like, I know y'all are little, but y'all still need like a like a. A defense force or something like there needs to be like a group of y'all that like are willing to at least hold a sharp stick like, like yeah can't just be out there just you know no protection well especially these guys because they actually have the shells and so they could actually you know you know how the romans used to fight where they all put up their shields and then they have the, the spears ah, yeah. you know like come on get some spears and use your shells <laughs> like come on you gotta do something you yeah, can't just like, be like the prey tandem or something like that yeah exactly exactly but uh that that uh that whole 
that whole moment with them I thought was cool and seeing how they responded to her sign like once she saw once they saw like the insignia they knew she was safe um so I thought that was awesome too but mm-hmm. um I do want to go ahead let's <laughs> let's get into the man of the hour which is Thrawn and I'm going to say one thing real quick all right so I like Thrawn Thrawn is my favorite Star Wars character but I am so tired of Hollywood making you wait for what the point of the season is until like the last two seconds because now we have only two episodes left and there was only eight episodes in the first place mm-hmm. and we just saw Thrawn so I and I mean of course Thrawn is going to have to split time with the other actors and you know the other characters and stuff so I hate this. I hate when I don't I don't know why and I can't remember what it was. I think I told you about it. There was some Facebook post that said um the cool thing is back in the 90s if there was a um if there was a TV show called Skate Man or something like that, it would be a man skating every single episode. Every single episode he'd be skating, he'd be on a skateboard or on rollerblades or something every single episode. Nowadays he would cry and complain about how hard it is to walk every single day into the very last episode where he gets a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's true. like, you know what? They do that. And I hate that. It's like, I hate it. Bruh, you showed us Thrawn in the trailer. Give us Thrawn. Show us why he's feared. Show us why everyone's scared that he's going to come back. Because see, now what we're going to get is two episodes. And it's not going to get two full episodes of him just mopping up the the Republic. Hmm. You're not going to get that. So it's like, we're still going to have to split time between Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra and all this stuff. It's, it's annoying. But with that said, he is cold he's calculating and i love it like he showed up and i i love how he showed all this respect to the death of miriam witches he was like hey look you know we're here thank you so much for your hospitality that kind of thing he's like so proper and cold as well oh yeah like even when they when the witches come back and say like the thread has changed there's ahsoka's coming blah 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 or or jedi's coming and he's like who and you know Morgan's like oh it must be ahsoka he's like why was i told about this who did why didn't you tell me (laughs) like he immediately goes down questioning he's like i need to know this i need to know this and this you know so just his attitude like you said about the deal like oh yeah you know well i mean we're gonna let her think she's gonna go see him but basically she's just leading us to ezra so we can kill them both exactly and like he's so matter of fact so calm he's not flying off the handle it i I love him as a villain like he's the type of villain where it's like okay he's really dangerous Mm. like he's really dangerous because he pays attention he's not just like some wild you know he's he's not like the joker even though the joker is cool in his own right you know he does you know he's he definitely gets the job done you know but i think thrawn is one of those characters where he's so intent mm-hmm. on what he does every decision he makes it's it's very clear that there's a purpose there there's no like wasted movements with him right and that's something that i really love yeah i mean the guy it feels like a chess player of a villain right like mm-hmm. when you hear about the these amazing chess players who can think 
20 moves in advance and and by 20 moves in advance it's like it's like 20 moves of all the different pieces on the board <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like that's thrawn in 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 the basic description is he already knows all of the scenarios that could occur and he's taking those into account and he goes i'm gonna make my decisions based on knowing what everyone's play is in the room and therefore it's almost impossible to surprise him which is you know which is why he's he now he is good on his feet though because as yeah. you, as we just talked about like they could say like oh by the way ahsoka's on her way and it's like okay well then that changes the pieces on the on the board i gotta think about that for a minute but we will by the time she gets here we'll be ready for her it's like oh my gosh that guy's pretty intense yeah i agree he's one of the he's one of the better villains because he unlike vader or even palpatine palpatine's kind of like a mix between vader and thrawn in many ways but he's not as strong as either of them um He's obviously the strongest in the force, but he's like not the best lightsaber user. He's not the best fighter per se, but he also has some of the Thrawn characteristics of knowing what people are going to do. Um, but but because no, if you you're fighting Vader, you're like okay. Well, as long as I avoid Vader, like I'm probably going to be okay. If he's trying to hunt me down, then maybe I can trick him because he's not like he's not Anakin isn't like the sharpest tool in the shed in terms of like <laughs> what I could pull over on him. But with Thrawn, you're like, if this dude is hunting me down, I don't stand a chance with this guy because yeah, he knows it's every like possible I might, move. I might just have to stand and fight because yeah. he's going to find me. Your best move in fighting Thrawn would just be to like yell and run right at him <laughs> with whatever weapons you have. Don't let him think. Just go toe to toe with him right away. That's your only option because if you try to outthink him, you're dead because he has outthought you already. Yeah, it, it's. It's going to be painfully obvious, like once you're on the ground, like, oh man, I was not ready for this. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, Ezra's reconnection was beautiful, but also made me angry. Um, mm. Okay. I like that Ezra basically looks like his dad looks now, like in the old picture from the Rebels that he had of his parents. He basically looks like his dad looks. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. is It's a nice like attention to detail. But here's why I'm angry about it. Ezra didn't do anything. Mm. Sabine did everything wrong. Mm. He comes. He's basically asking her, like, "Hey, you know, um, everything worked out. You know, it's so good to see you." Kind of thing. Like, "Oh, you know, it worked out. You know, and you know, I'm I'm happy to see you. Um, you know, it took you long enough." And you know, she's like, you didn't tell me where we were going. I also don't like this because since they play it like their brother and sister, they don't run and hug and then kiss, mm -hmm. even though they probably should have. But anyway, I love where he says it worked, didn't it? And then he's like, hold on, didn't it work? And then Sabine's face, she's like, she's like, well, it worked. And she doesn't tell him anything. Even when he asks about it, she's like, oh, well, don't worry about it right now no sabine this is very very important like you make sabine such a dumb character by doing this and don't get me wrong this sabine isn't the only one that's ever done this 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 happens in a lot of movies and shows where somebody they do something very drastic or whatever to meet the person and when the person's clearly in danger you know they're like 
oh, well, don't, just right now, it's very important, you know, for us to have our moment together. So don't worry about anything. You know, mm -hmm. even when he's like, yo, you're writing a howler. How'd that happen? And she's like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't. It's what I would have liked to see. And you can still have this moment, Dave Filoni, and you don't have to make her look stupid or make her look hyper, hyper selfish when there's a whole galaxy in danger of returning to the Empire. You know, the thing that they fought against for four seasons to stop. So anyway, um, you can have her meet him and after they hug, be like, look, I know you're happy to see me. I'm happy to see you. But look, I had to do some drastic things to get here. Thrawn is about to get back to the other galaxy. We have to mount up. We got to stop him to keep him trapped here. Boom. Then it's like, mm. oh, so you didn't sell out Ahsoka. This was your backup plan if Ahsoka didn't work to get there to still be able to get Ezra, but then stop Thrawn. Not be like, oh, well, let's just enjoy our time here and we'll talk about it later. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean later? They're here with the with the hyperspace ring, dum dum. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, no, you're not crazy. No, that's no. So, so actually, that that scene made me think of um, of our conversations, of our prior conversations, um, where we talked about the romance factor between Sabine mm -hmm. and Ezra, because, and I'm going to contrast what happened in this episode multiple times, actually, in my opinion. Okay. With Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Maybe the best at, of all time at this, but Steven Spielberg creates these magical moments where you can feel terrified, mm -hmm. awestruck. Uh, you can feel sympathetic. You can feel joyous. Like the way that Steven Spielberg films things makes the audience feel like. So, for example, Jurassic Park. You yeah. got they they arrive on the island. And Sam Neill's character is with uh, Laura Dern's character, and they're in the Jeep, and they're looking for dinosaurs, and they've come to a few places, and there's no dinosaurs, and they're like, man, this island sucks. And then they pull <laughs> up into this giant field, and instead of showing us the giant, amazing, for its time, CGI dinosaur, the music swells, and they show us the close-up of, I think his name is Dr. Grant, right? Dr. Grant removing his sunglasses and he cannot believe his eyes. Yeah. Like that moment is so stunning that when they show you the dinosaur, you are already pumped to see the dinosaur. You're like, this is amazing, right? And he, yeah, because and, and, you're like, you're like, hold on, what is he looking at? Exactly, exactly. And, and that's like, that's like the introducing the audience to the to empathy for the characters because now we feel like the character feels on the screen before we even see what we're going to see that's so, that's amazing him so that is like the epitome of greatness and and spielberg is does that in every single movie that he does um it's hard to do not a lot of directors even come close to spielberg but i feel like there was a couple moments in this particular episode where they were cool moments but they almost could have been even more poignant. Like when Thrawn arrives, the 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 it's again, it's on the visual of the Star Destroyer arriving. Now that's an amazing visual. Yeah. But there's no audience, there's no character reaction to be like, oh no, this is Thrawn and we better be on our best behavior, or like we better 
make sure that he realizes we're not against him or kills us or whatever. But that I can put aside because Thrawn is imposing because of what we bring to the table with Thrawn. I mean, like I'm, I know Thrawn. I I haven't even really seen Thrawn in Rebels yet. But what I have seen is I know Thrawn from <laughs> the books, the the Thrawn trilogy, the Timothy yeah. Zahn trilogy, right? But the but the most the most disappointing part of this episode for me was the same thing that you that just kind of made you angry, but from a diff from a slightly different angle, and okay. that is if if Sabine, as a character, is willing to sell out the entire galaxy because Thrawn's going to come back, so that she could reunite with somebody that she loves, who she considers family. There's no way that they can meet each other and act like they just saw each other at Starbucks randomly. <laughs> like, like you, like to your point, like how are they not? Even if it's friends and they're not lovers, how are they not running to each other to embrace each other? How are they not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, you're not dead, and I, I'm seeing you again in person. This is like, so so okay. So my mom passed away in 2012. If you showed my mom to me. Right now, obviously, I know she's dead. We didn't know Ezra was dead. That's di slightly different. I get it. But if you, if my mom walked into a room, I would not act like Sabine, right? Where I'm like, oh yeah, there she is. Like that would be so crazy. I would yeah. want to like run to her. I would want to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So, so there's something. That's why I contrast it with Spielberg. Is like Spielberg gives us those moments, all like, and, and he's the best. So it's not fair to to put felony up against him i'm not saying that but still in this moment it just felt so it felt it so like, oh, fake hey how's it going yeah 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 and it didn't make any sense well, for sabine to make those decisions the way the she made reason, them and the reason it doesn't make sense is because you definitely had two people that were, were romantically interested in one another in a in the series mm. of course ezra liked her first she was like whatever i don't care about this random kid and then she grew to like him later on in the show and then in this show in ahsoka you make it seem like oh we were just family brother and sister and it's like what yeah Hold up. why are y'all pulling the brakes on this this makes no sense didn't y'all watch the show y'all are referencing especially <laughs> yeah. since this is essentially like rebels season five sort of like so why are y'all going back on that and it's weird. It's almost like Star Wars is scared to have someone ha like kiss someone. It it's weird. Yeah. How are these it's people being weird. born, Filoni? <laughs> like, how are these people? Like, how, how are these people being born? Like, that's that's how I want to know. How how are babies happening? Yeah. So like, there's a lot of Shmi Skywalkers out here. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's it's weird because it would have been so much better for a long hug a kiss and maybe like or maybe her seeing him and just crying and standing there staring yeah, at him for a second okay that yes. could that could change and then him walk to her and you know like just something instead of just like kind of smiling and be like oh you know hey how's it going you know well and he's pretty smug <laughs> about the whole wow. thing too you, you know what i mean like he's kind of like yeah found me it's like what are you talking about do you know what they had to go through to find like yeah, I don't know, man, that was driving me crazy. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> you know, like uh, this is you guys. You're blowing these moments, just like just like in Last Jedi. You literally have this dude Finn screaming about Ray the whole time. Ray, Ray, Ray. Where's Ray? They finally see each other. 
they run to one another as they should and they hug each other but then they're like this pals it's like no people don't <laughs> just like in force awakens when she's like you came back for me there's no way that is not romantic bruh come on now if yeah. this was Indiana Jones, he would have been kissed that girl. Come oh, yeah. on. Like, what you, but once again, you're talking about Steven Spielberg. So like, it, it's like, come on, man. This is, I don't, I don't get it. it yeah. It's clear they were, it's clear that Ezra liked her in Rebels when he first met her. Then it is clear that she started liking him back maybe like in season two or three. Then she was she was hurt, but she knew he had to go to save everybody in season four. Then in in Ahsoka, they're like like a sister, like a brother. And it's like mm. what? Huh? That that is not that is not that is not the vibe that any of us got. And right. I even thought I was crazy for a second. I was like, let me look online, and other people were saying it too. Like, hey, didn't they like each other? Like there were, I saw people saying it on Twitter and on Reddit. Like, hey, did I miss something? I thought they liked one another, like yeah. romantically. So what is going on with this brother sister stuff? So yeah. at that moment, I knew okay, I didn't interpret these this show incorrectly. the The creators are deciding that they're going to change up for, I don't know, whatever reason, maybe. Maybe they didn't screen test well together. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Maybe maybe the actress or the actor is like, I don't want to kiss nobody in my roles. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's weird about it too is it's the same creator. I mean, it's like Dave Filoni, who was the one that hinted at all this stuff, is the same one who's putting this stuff in. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get more information on this. Like maybe, for example one of them is more romantically inclined than the other one or maybe they're unsure about each other because they're romantically inclined and like they know attachments are bad or something like maybe there's something that they're still gonna you know okay filter so maybe, in here. maybe it's a situation where it's like you know he's feeling her but he said sister because he didn't want to be re rejected so you know maybe maybe that's it maybe, maybe that's it that's, what, that's all I can think of is like we're gonna get more information there because if we don't, then that moment will feel really strange. It feels really strange right now, and I can't imagine I can't imagine it feeling different. But you know, who knows? Maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll add some more context later that makes a lot more sense to us. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's weird. But with, with all that, I do want to say that I did like this episode. You know what I'm saying? From from Balin's memories about the order to Sabine and her battle with the the uh, uh, with the bandits, which definitely showed that she's kind of putting her own little spin on being a Mandalorian and a Jedi. You know, kind of going half and half with the with the gun and with the with the uh, lightsaber. I thought that was cool. Um, I'm gonna throw it to you though with with the two episodes that we have left what do you think we're about to see because i really i'm sort of at a loss right now what do, what do you think we have next this is this is this is where it gets really interesting and it gets really interesting for multiple reasons one how much is thrawn gonna play a role in any of the other series that are being made by Disney 
that are going to come out before we get the movie that is a combination uh, of all of them right because i think based on the way that they've set this up i think that the only so i think that the part of the ring travel device hyperdrive device part of the reason it's a ring i think they're going to they're going to lock the his star destroyer into that ring it's going to yeah, fit in so the center of that ring so they can bring everybody back so they can bring everybody back exactly um and i kind of have a feeling that that ahsoka sabine and ezra perhaps with balin and or shin will all be abandoned on the dathomirian planet that we're seeing here um and i say that because if you're not going to have another Ahsoka series, which we haven't heard of an announcement yet for one, which makes me think that they've already announced the film, which makes me think that they already know what they need to get to to get to the film. So now, granted, I say all that as if Disney's planning stuff and sometimes it feels like they're not. So um, who knows? Like we literally um, know they had no plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, so assuming that we, that they know what that, that movie is about, my guess is that that movie is about um, the New Republic having a last-ditch attempt to prevent Thrawn from taking over. Um, and so with that in mind, because we know, uh, you know, Ray and Finn and Poe and all those characters who are not even in it yet, like Thrawn's not on the table in that in that s- series. Um, mm-hmm. So they have to get, they have to, to um, take Thrawn out of the equation by the time that movie ends. And I have a feeling that they're not going to bring Ahsoka back for a season two of Ahsoka, even though I think that that would be actually genius of them because people love it so much, Um, which makes me think that Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine, their primary goal will be to try to get back. Um, and And that will happen at the beginning of that movie, that they'll come back to the normal galaxy. Um. So my thought is that this show ends with Thrawn abandoning them, exiling them on that planet, and arriving in the the normal Star Wars galaxy that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And there's basically very few Jedi at this point. Obviously, Luke is somewhere um, doing something, but Thrawn's going to have this have a team of people plus the Dathomirian witches, and he's going to be able to do whatever he wants in the galaxy. I think also, I don't. I'd be surprised if they planned on getting rid of Balin, but Ray Stevenson passed away, RIP. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to just put him in a helmet and put another character in a helmet and say it's him. I don't know if they're going to say that he died at some other point when they start this next movie. I don't know how that's going to shape, like, kind of shake out, but I do think that um, he's going to need to be. I have a feeling they're going to edit it so that it feels like he died in the show as well because they had time to do that and yeah. they, it'd be really hard to carry his character forward. And I think it just ends there. I think it ends in a very like to be continued way. I, I, I don't think there's any other way to end it personally. And I don't see how you move. You could have them all move into the back into the same galaxy because they're all Thrawn's prisoners, but I don't think Thrawn would take them as prisoners. I think he would just kill them. So it makes more sense for him to exile them, you know, without, and then, and then, and then they, they probably Thrawn probably on his way out 
just decimates all of the whale population. So there's no mm. theoretical way for them to get back. That's the only way I see it ending. But what about you? What do you think? I definitely think we're going to be stranded. I, sadly, I think we're going to have all of the force users stranded on this planet. I don't think I don't think Shin or Balin make it back with the with the like with the death of Marian witches or Morgan or Thrawn. Mm. I think they all get kind of like left behind. And maybe there's some uneasy alliances or maybe people's sensibilities change or maybe alliances change, but I think them being left behind will you know open up some eyes to different possibilities i assume or i hope because in in thinking of the movie the only thing we really know about the movie is that it's going to wrap up the mandalorian ahsoka and boba fett in a theatrical movie at least they say theatrical so you know it you know we're that's basically all we know you know we don't really know anything else and they haven't like given us anything else like as far as a release date or anything so i don't know i mean we don't know if the acolyte is happening at all <laughs> like because I, I don't they never gave that a date did they so not that i know of in skeleton crew i haven't heard anything about that at all yeah, so the only thing I can guess is that this is just going to involve Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett, maybe in some way with um, uh, Finn, um, Phoenix Shand, um, and of course Ahsoka and Mando. Maybe, maybe the other Mandalorians along with him and Bo Katan. Uh, but we don't really know if there's going to be another show at all or when this movie will air and of course with the strike now i assume that it'll be pushed back as well yeah um so i i really have no idea at all like i it would be nice to get some news maybe at new york comic-con maybe maybe mm. i mean that's the last big con of the year so maybe yeah and yeah i don't know i mean but i, I just can't think of anything says, else yeah that was supposed to be acolyte supposed to be 2024 but like like to your point like first of all i don't think they announced the mandalorian season four right i don't think that's been announced at all no because uh, i think the last thing is supposed to be this movie Yes, exactly. So, like, are, but will there be a season four before this movie, or will there be a Bo mm. Book of Boba Fett season two? I think Book of Boba Fett season two, or chapter two, or whatever they're calling it, like that, I believe is supposed to come out before the film comes out. But I haven't heard any movement on that, which means you're talking about pushing that out further too, because you're talking about let's just say that starts filming like I don't know, they come to an agreement and they start filming that in like early 2024 it's not going to be it but like maybe late 2024 they have a shot at getting that show out there but more likely it's early 2025 unless they've already got the scripts done but again i have not heard anything about that and everybody's put down their pens so to speak because of the strike so like yeah i don't know this is it's getting into like wild territory <laughs> disney's not disney's gonna be in a weird place with this yeah and 
with a I guess with a with a team or a company that doesn't seem to really have a plan plan who knows what we're going to hear or what information we're going to get yeah so uh, i guess with that said i'll go and throw it over to you for final thoughts and where can they find you <laughs> so final thoughts are uh you are 100 right we are on a streak these are these are three fantastic um episodes of ahsoka in a row i feel like we've got two more episodes i, I don't see those being um I don't see the I don't the, like like as as bad as they're going to be quote unquote is the is the first two episodes. It's not it's not going to get down into like episode 3 territory for the, these last two episodes. The, they're hitting all the right beats that they need to hit, hit in my opinion. So, I think that cuz because basically we're going to have a big moment next episode because that's when Ahsoka's going to show up, so we know that's going to be cool. And yeah. then the last episode is going to be most likely what happens now that all these people are in the same location. Um and then that's going to be intense. So those two things are good story beats. I don't see any problems with those. So I think we're going to have two really good episodes. Um, I'm, I'm, the biggest things that I'm bummed out about are the Sabine Ezra relationship. I hope that they do something with more with that in the two, next two episodes. I think that we get a solid indication of what Balin is trying to do and mm -hmm. have a better idea of what is possible for that character moving forward, even though we don't have. Um, Ray Stevenson I think that would be kind of cool to get and then um, and again that would be cool I would like that every time that Ray Stevenson every time Balin talks about what he's trying to accomplish I'm instantly glued to the television I'm like what is he trying to do so that's good yeah. those are good moments and I love uh, his clothes too man his, his costume is so awesome yeah it's great his beard is amazing <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> it's like perfect it's like, a, it's like a perfect place for like a for a sponsored ad <laughs> exactly is your exactly. beach struggling <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly do you need extra bacta um uh yeah so i think um all those things i think are good i mean i think it's going to set it up for a good end of the season i'm happy with that i have no clue what's going to happen next like we were just saying but look um i'll take everything as it comes and i think the bummer for me right now is is that due to the strike and due to the fact that Disney and uh, Marvel and, and everybody over at Lucasfilm and Marvel is releasing shows pretty slowly. I think I'm going to move my Disney plus. I'm probably going to cancel my Disney plus subscription after Loki's over because, or I just put it on pause because I don't, there's nothing news coming out and I don't need to access the old stuff per se. So I'm, I'm more concerned about like what are you and I talking what are you and I podcasting about in January? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be like a real dry spell uh for a while. Um uh, with all these There'll always be like there'll always be some I mean, like for instance, there'll there'll always be like right now anime is still hot, but I know we, I don't know you don't watch a lot of anime unless you unless you do it, I don't know. Well but, no, I don't, but I wanna watch One Piece. I'll tell you that. Yes, I've already started watching it because uh, I'll be covering it on Saturday, and yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Netflix still Netflix is like, look, we got tons of stuff because this stuff that we bought like years ago that we haven't released yet. So yeah, <laughs> like true. Netflix, it's weird because Netflix seems like it's unaffected by the strike at all, but it's because 
they spend so much money on content that it's like you're watching a show now that they purchased like two years ago so yeah you know it, it they're they're gonna they're gonna ride this out for a minute and then of course they have access to markets that aren't on strike like you know they have all of the um all of the k dramas and stuff like that yep yep so they're like um what is it um the show i think it's a it's they call it a korean drama but um it's the the um uh, uh k drama show hold on what no, is it squid game not squid game what was it it was like uh this these two uh kids it was kind of like um it was kind of like double dragon but live action oh no way i didn't really see that cool one. uh oh bloodhounds that's what it was uh it was called okay. bloodhounds on netflix uh it was a korean well they call it a k-drama but it's like way more action than i would consider in a drama but yeah it's really cool and you know it's these two guys that end up you know getting into getting crossed up with some you know some gangsters and mafia types and the show is awesome and of course it's just you know a bunch of you know you walking the streets and beating people up but but you know like that stuff they have tons of that stuff on the site so it's it's weird with the way they have content it's almost like netflix is like so we're fine yeah because it's like hold up netflix is still dropping stuff <laughs> but yeah so i don't know as far as um as far as you know uh, as far as uh disney marvel you know all the wb who knows because i mean you're putting out warner brothers putting out stuff that they can't even really promote seriously mm-hmm. like even with the the aquaman stuff like i don't know i yeah. i really have no idea but anyway sorry where where <laughs> can the people find you oh yeah people can find me um over uh we're still doing the story geek show but it is no longer part of the story geeks youtube channel it's now under the orange grove 55 youtube channel so i did the show over there you can go check it out um we had a really fun discussion kind of like a part two to the discussion you and i had about the last episode of ahsoka so that was really fun um mm-hmm. and then i get to i get to talk with you about it first and then i'd be to be like think about it for a few days and then we do another show because <laughs> they, they're they, they, they don't the orange grove 55 guys don't watch it i have to watch it like you you and i have to watch it immediately because all of our friends will start asking us about it and then we'll get spoiled yeah. um so like, hey what did you think about this part it's like oh i didn't watch it yet <laughs> exactly exactly so um so we do our shows a little later probably do it this weekend um and we need to get you on one of those shows. So you can find me over there doing that. And then also at How Stories Work with Jay Shear. That is another YouTube channel that we are doing a short film. And there's a table read version of that coming out probably this weekend. Um, and then we're filming the short later this year in November out in California. So that would be really cool. And um, yeah, so those are the two places. Orange Grove 55 and How Stories Work with Jay Shear. And of course, you can always find me on Twitter or X now too. Yes, where you know he's he's able to give you all a piece of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a little tiny piece of my mind before I go crazy. So, uh, final thoughts, man. Would you please pay these people their money so we can get this show back on the road? 
But uh, as far as the Mandalorian movie, I would like a better roadmap of what it's going to be or what it's going to... I guess it's just Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. But I like this episode. I like the last three. I feel like episode two and three are kind of like the medicine that you have to take before you can like enjoy episode four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah. um, but if they stick these last two episodes, I'll be good on this show. Um, of course, the costuming, everything looks great. Um, I'm just ready for my characters to do real things, like meaning things that make sense that normal people would do. And you can do that and still have problems. Mm. Like you, you don't have to make your character stupid or forgetful to make the plot move. But of course, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. And until the next time that you are trapped between three magical balls with red wires, or until the <laughs> next time that bandits roll up on you when you're just riding a howler, this is from us to you saying peace. <laughs>